1: Here's your host, the one and only Dan Bach. Hey, everybody! What's going on? Welcome, Dan Bach, here with the Roto Grinders Daily Fantasy Fix podcast for you on this Tuesday. Hope things are going well in your world. As uh, we're here to bring you all the latest in daily fantasy, both news uh, and of course game analysis. Uh, this Tuesday night, we've got uh, the final week of Major League Baseball, so we will uh, give you some thoughts on the slate there. But a lot kind of hidden in the world of uh, DFS uh, industry news and stuff. So I'm going to kind of touch up on that here a good bit. I did hit up a little bit yesterday on um, what DraftKings is doing by you know, getting rid of the, uh, the Sunday night game from their main slate. And I'll give a-, a few thoughts on that. There's also some rake increases across the industry that we need to talk about as well. So uh, that's what we've got here on the show today. So let's get to it. Before we do... We need to thank our friends at Fantasy Draft and, uh, you know, they're going to be part of this conversation we're going to have here because uh, one thing that Fantasy Draft is doing is uh, rake free head-to-head games. You have a 25-player list of uh, people you can block from picking up your head-to-head games and, uh, you know, they have basically made it uh, players first their mentality and keeping the rake on their games below thirteen percent, I think it's like 1299 nine nine is like the highest they'll go, and that's for the, for their tournaments. So, uh, and let's be honest, uh, the Carolina Millions—it's a great promo, and those tournaments, those qualifiers—I don't think they've raked a single one yet. I think there's had overlay on pretty much every one of those tournaments. So you're getting really good value on your entries over there on fantasy draft. And you know, when we get into this conversation about Rake, you know, increasing. If that is something that drives you as a player, then I think you're foolish if you're not checking out our friends over at Fantasy Draft. Now, they also are a great sponsor. The show allows us to bring you free content here with this, the happy hour, the Sunday morning show. So support them. Sign up through our links here on Roto Grinders. Get access to our premium content over there. As well. Um, And uh, yeah, so we want to thank them so much for doing so. But again, with uh, the conversation steering in a certain direction, now is as good a time as any to uh, head on over to Fantasy Draft and check them out. Lots of satellites as well for their Carolina Millions GPP live final queue happening this upcoming Sunday. Um, All right, well, let's get to it. You know, yesterday I I, I got on not too much of a soapbox, I, I ranted much stronger than I did yesterday. Um, And, you know, uh, this was also the same day where uh, both FanDuel and DraftKings, uh, their large GPPs, certainly their low-dollar GPPs, have eclipsed the 15% mark in terms of uh, rake or, you know, site commission. And uh, first and foremost, I I want all these great economists who, who promised me that the competition between FanDuel and DraftKings was going to lead to to uh, lower rake on those sites. To please come and uh, and let me know what they're thinking about now, because we completely saw the opposite. So, Mark Edelman, wherever you are, you know, you wrote a tweet that said we were going to have lower rake. This was better for the players. So, just where are you? Like, is that still true? Because I, I told you, it's a duopoly between these two companies in terms of the amount of market share that they own and uh, if one raises the rake what makes you think the other one isn't going to follow suit and that's exactly what happened and uh, you know so there's a number of people chirping at me who are like Dan you don't know the economics of, of business if you think that uh, uh, you know a monopoly is better for the consumer I, I didn't say it was going to be better I just said the status quo was going to continue, which of course is going to be higher site fees. and the one thing you'll hear from me what you know maybe you tune in today and you're like, yeah I can't wait for Dan to rail on him for raising the rake on us again. Uh, I'm not gonna do that. Um, I've done, I've gone down this path many of times before. Uh, in terms of like the rake itself, like it's their business to run how they seem fit. Uh, obviously, you know I'm a voice for the players and lesser rake is better for the players. But ultimately, it's your decision to make where you want to play. And it's great kind of having a site out there like Fantasy Draft, which is stepping up and saying, hey, this is, we view this as an important factor for players. Come play commission-free on our site in our head-to-head games. Like, I think that's great. Like, I think that that's a really draw, a big draw for some people. But my biggest argument has never been like sites, you know, shouldn't be allowed to raise rake again. It's their business, supply and demand, do what they want. My biggest criticism and it still exists today is the fact that there's no disclosure of what that rake is. And and that's what bothers me more than anything. Like as long as the consumer can be made aware of what the rake is, and I'm not talking either, boys and girls, because people will say, "Well, Dan, it is out there. You know, they could they can see how many entries and the total prizes. I mean, if you think that any new player out there is coming to a site and looking at the three dollar, one point six million dollar play action tournament on DraftKings and saying, Okay, well let me let me do the math here. Six hundred and thirty four thousand one hundred entries times three divided by one point six million. You think they're actually doing those 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 computations, zero chance, zero chance. It's completely buried, it's completely hidden. Now, luckily at Roto Grinders, we have a Chrome extension, which you can get, it's free. And it basically will give you the margin or the rake on the site uh, for individual tournaments. If you don't have that, you need to get it. it. We have it for FanDuel, we have it for DraftKings, and it basically, gives you exactly the overlay in the contest and the margin or the site fees or the rake, whatever you want to call it, for said contest. But I've said this before and I'll say it again. We sh- This shouldn't have to be disclosed via plugin. It should be disclosed on the site. And and I don't have a problem if they want to rake, raise rake if it's disclosed on the site. It's kind of like the whole fast food thing. Like I don't care that you know, how many calories are in my Big Mac, but do I think it's probably better to have it at least published so people know what it is? Yes. And it doesn't change your experience ordering a Big Mac at McDonald's, does it? Does anybody sit there and say, man, these calorie counts are just freaking ridiculous to have to look at. Does anybody think that? Because we're not saying what that, that you can't make a 2,000 calorie burger if you want to. All we're saying is, You just have to have the public be able to know that it is 2,000 calories. Same thing for me on rake. I don't care if they make it 20-25%. It's up to them what they want to do. Am I going to play those games? Probably not. Same way I'm probably not going to eat a 2,500 calorie burger, but at least I know it's a $2,500 or 2,500 calorie burger. I don't know what that rake is. It's not simple math in these enormous tournaments for people out there to make. So just disclose it. And that's my argument. And I've bitched about this before and I'm gonna say it again, is we've got regulations around Daily Fantasy, which are great, which is something w- was very much needed, but how we don't have any sort of regulations about rake disclosure is beyond me. Makes no sense whatsoever. I'm not saying we've got to regulate the rake, Um, but it at least has to be disclosed if we're not going to regulate, if we're not going to say at a certain point in time, you can't go above a certain threshold. I mean, that's, again, let the people make their own decisions. I'm a libertarian on that point. Let people do what they want to do. Let this business run how they want to run. Let's be honest and open about it. And, you know, I asked um, Paul in one of our uh, uh, interviews when I think it was the DraftKings five-year anniversary interview that we did, and You know, I didn't really love the answer I got. Was, oh, you know, we already got a lot of stuff going on the front page. We're not sure people, you know, would understand it. Like, whatever. Like, just be, you know, upfront honest about what that site fee is. That's where I come from. Is it bad that these things are raising for us players? Sure. It's harder to be more profitable. It means that you're going to probably, the grind is going to be that much more difficult. But... Again, it's their business to run how they seem fit. And eventually, is it going to catch up with them? Maybe. I don't know. I still feel like rake is not an important issue for your average people who play these games. Is it for us who listen to this podcast and play you know, at a high level? And I'm not even saying professionally, but take it seriously. Sure it is. Absolutely is. And That's why we've got a tool for you that that will help you see what it is. But is it something that a, your average person who plays $20 a week and throws $3 entries in tournaments cares about? Probably not. But should they at least see what it is? Clear as day? I, I, I think the answer to that is is 100% yes. And it's sad to me that that hasn't been brought up in a regulatory meeting, period. Because honestly, all it would take is one state. Just take one state. Because let's face it, if California or Illinois or Florida wants to regulate, Florida's a perfect example. You want to regulate daily fantasy sports because we're kind of in that gray area. Why not have that written into the legislation about it? So, therefore, well, they'll look at it and say, well, we can't really have this just for four Florida players. It's probably not worth the effort. We'll just do it across the board. That's happened on a lot of different regulatory things, um, including like, you know, the max entries. Max entries, 150. Not every state has that, but New York does. So well, guess what? It's going to go across state lines because it kind of has to. So that's one thing that I think is important that is completely overlooked. And and that's, again, where I kind of fall on on the rake today. It might not be the take you like. You might want me to get boombastic and whatnot. But I'll just say, if you don't like it, then there's at least another option to play. And they sponsor this podcast. Um, but you know, getting back to like the Sunday night football thing, the reason why that kind of bothers me more than even like rake going up, because people are thinking like, oh, they, they did the Sunday night football thing the same time they raised the rake to suddenly, you know, deflect one from the other. I I don't really buy that. I mean, it could be, but I, I don't buy that pretty much at all. My biggest thing is the quote unquote reasoning for doing it. And I think I talked about this yesterday, saying that people don't like longer sweats. And and Matt Kalish, who I like, and believe me, I really like FanDuel and DraftKings. You know, these companies have made me and my family's life better over the last five, six years. So, you know, I'm not trying to tear these guys down. But when he tells me, like, our Thursday through Monday slates are 50% down from a couple of years ago, uh, well, then... Tinker with the Thursday through Monday slates. Don't suddenly get rid of Sunday night football and say, well, people don't like long slates and seven and a half hours is long enough. Ten and a half hours is too long. That's silly to me. That's not, I don't I don't believe there's a lot of truth in that. I think it's. it's very simply, they want to run bigger Sunday night games, like I said yesterday. And if that's the case, fine. Just say that. Just say we think this could be a better... Um, uh, a better business situation for us here at DraftKings. You know, I'd love for, some, for somebody to come out and say that very simply rather than trying to be like, well, there's a subset of players who don't like long slates and this is our solution. What? Like, we're talking three hours here. We're talking about the best game of the week on your best slate that you run. And do I think they'll pivot back? I do. I personally do, Uh, and I hope they do. And, you know, I think it'll speak volumes to us as players having our voice potentially heard if they do. And as I spoke about yesterday, you know, I was pretty against them getting rid of Monday in the main slate before. But in retrospect, that made all the sense in the world when you consider the time lapse between the two. Um, But this is very different. You're talking three hours in the best game of the week on your biggest GPPs. And I don't like that that's gone over people like shortened Games. I mean, where's the line? Where's the line then? I mean, does it go to just 1 o'clock games, then 4 o'clock games? But we'll see what happens beyond this week. But I, I really hope, especially when you consider bye week starting, these schedules are going to be, you know, these game choices. And, uh, I mean, the, the less games you have, the less options you have, which means simplified game. Which means lineup overlap, which means not good for people who put in the time in the work, in my estimation. So, uh, so we'll see. I mean, that's kind of where I I stand on all this. And again, we've got you know other options for you if that's not if this are these are things that are important to you. Am I still going to play DraftKings this week? I don't know. I you got to take a stand somewhere. Um, I initially said I was going to play cash games and not tournaments. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I haven't quite decided. Um, But I I feel like i probably... I will definitely scale back play. And I potentially might just not play this week. And I'm telling you this. I am not, not telling people to do that. Okay? That's not the point of this. But if you want your own opinion felt, they've got analytics on everything. So, um it's up to you to to decide what you want to play, but I am certainly not endorsing people not playing. But I haven't decided what I personally am or am not going to do. I'll probably play cash games again because all these decisions don't really affect my cash game play that much, especially if I'm playing you know Thursday through Monday, which believe it or not has been like my best slate uh, to play in cash throughout the year. So maybe I'll just kind of load up on on that one, but. Um, but to each their own how they want to approach these things. And the thing is it's football. We got 17 weeks. That's it. You know, we got 17 regular season slates and then, you know, some lower playoff slates as well. That's it. So, you know, to kind of sit out an entire one is is hard for people to do. But uh but hey, make sure you reach out to support. If you don't like something that's happening, I think that's an important thing to do. But that's my takeoff on, on both the rake and the Sunday Night Football one last time. So there you go. But we're going to get into uh, baseball for tonight because we've still got uh, lots of opportunity for you to win some money here. You've got big tournaments across the industry. You've got satellites for NFL tournaments, which is what I like you might even have some softer competition. And certainly on FanDuel today, we get one of those fun salaries. And you're probably saying, what's a fun salary, Dan? Well, for me, a fun salary is that um, is what they did with Alex Rodriguez last year, where I think they gave him a $33 salary. Like, I think it was like his final game of the season. And uh, today they did it with Bartolo Colon, who I guess I believe is 44 years old and gave him a $44 salary, and I know some people are going to be like, oh, what is FanDuel doing? Like, I don't, I mean, it doesn't bother me one bit. Yes, you can roster Bartolo Colon and then pick every single player you want. Is that going to be the smart play to do? Uh, Probably not. I mean, he is going against the Cleveland Indians today as a big underdog. Uh, Cleveland's got a huge run total, but it's very interesting that they kind of put this out there, and it added a little different kind of game element for us so no I'm I'm not the least bit upset about it I think it's kind of fun and uh, I'll be curious let's what do we set the ownership on FanDuel GPP say like their uh their three dollar tournament or their low dollar tournament today like is it like 20 percent maybe like it can't be that I mean it can't be much higher than that I would think uh, I mean, it gives you the ability to stack up whomever, whatever you want. But uh, you could also get more lineup duplication. And naturally, you're going to have like these n- newer players who are going to see it. And they're like, oh my God, I'm leaving like $8,000 in salary on the table. Like, what am I doing wrong here? So I don't know. I don't think it'll probably eclipse 20%, but we'll see. I'll have fun with that one, Chris Jamino. Have fun with that one. I'm glad I'm not in your shoes today. Um, all right, but let's get to baseball for us here on this Tuesday. and uh, Full slate for us, full slate of games, uh, lots of pitching options to go through. Let's just get to the uh, some of the obvious choices today. We do have Chris Sale on this slate today, and uh, he takes on the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, minus 231 favorite, uh, lowest implied run total for the Jays as well. And we saw Sale really bounce back in that last start against Baltimore, 13 strikeouts, Eight innings. Got you the win. and <clears throat> Just loaded you up. 45 fantasy draft and DraftKings points. <clears throat> he's at 13-4 today. But <clears throat> we love the upside that we get in Chris Sale. And, uh, you know, is there a chance things could go uh, awry? Certainly. You know, it's against a Blue Jays team as well that, you know, you've got Donaldson there versus Lefty. You know, Justin Smokes a monster. But uh, let's see how he's done against Toronto. 11 strikeouts, 39 uh, fantasy draft points in one start this season, uh, 11 strikeouts, 37 uh, fantasy draft points in the other start, and 13 strikeouts, 41 DraftKings points. So yeah, uh, he's been pretty good this year against this team. I wouldn't worry too much about it. I think if you're playing cash games, Chris Sale is going to be in it this time of year. It's not that hard to find value out there in the bats, so uh, we'll obviously have that be a focus of uh of our analysis today when we break down each position player uh you know Dallas Keuchel a guy who at one point in the season was uh was excellent but has kind of come down back down to earth here a little bit but the last two starts you know um 18 and 19 his salary here today is 18.3 on fantasy draft 9400 problem is he's in a, a tough ballpark to pitch in out there in Texas it's not you know it's a real kind of Pitching downgrade for him. So I don't see me going too far on, on on him today. Just based on that salary. I think there's probably some other options for us to uh to look at today that we'll get to. Zach Davies, uh really strong favorite today um against the Reds. And uh, you know, minus 187. Derek uh, Deck McGuire is pitching. I love how the Reds have these weird names, like Rookie Davis, Homer Bailey, and now Deck McGuire. Deck, huh? Okay, well, Deck's going to make the spot start today, and I really thought, like, oh, he's a big favorite, that means we're going to have the Milwaukee Bats, like, insanely high in terms of their run projection. It is high, it's like 5.55, but... The Reds at under four in their own run projections. Kind of interesting. Now, Davies at 7.4 uh, over there on DraftKings, 14.7 on Fantasy Draft. Uh, the one thing I do like about him is he can pitch deep into games. He's gotten seven innings um, in five of his last seven, or excuse me, four of his last six starts, which is really, really good um, for a pitcher at that level because you eat those innings, you get those fantasy points. But, obviously, this isn't, like, a bad lineup, you know, when you got Votto, you know, you've got Billy Hamilton in there, Duvall, Shebler. Like, there's definitely power to be had um, out there with this Cincinnati team. So, I'm not endorsing Chris De- Zach Davies, but if you need a value arm, I think he'll fly way under the radar today. Um, and I think a lot of people are actually going to go to Jake Arrieta in this spot versus the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. I think there's risk in that, though. His last two starts have not been good at uh, – uh, under 10 and under five uh, fantasy points, but he did have a nice run before then where he was like solidly in the 20s. Uh, so far this season against St. Louis, he's got uh, six innings, six strikeouts for 18 and a half uh, fantasy points. He's got um, six innings, five Ks, four runs for 10 uh fantasy points and then in the opener this season 25 fantasy points for him. So those are his three starts against St. Louis. Like I I'm fine with it. Um but I don't think it's a must play here today. Uh I'm seeing him really pop on some projection models, but I just I don't see it especially kind of in this rivalry game. I know the Cubs are close to clinching. Cardinals are fighting, you know, to try and get that last spot. It's not looking uh particularly likely, but they are still, you know, trying to compete with the Rockies for that one. So Arietta's all right. I mean, the price is fair at 7-8. That's the thing you really like about it. But um, on the opposite side, you got Carlos Martinez, but going against, you know, one of the top offenses in the league in the Chicago Cubs, and he got hammered by them just two starts ago, seven earned runs in five innings. Uh, Other start, he gave up 10 hits in six innings, under 10 fantasy points that start uh did have a a 21 but that was again way back in may the 13th where he had seven strikeouts six innings but did give up three earned runs and then the opener he was dominant 10ks uh, but that was opening day cubs got off to that really really slow start this season um at 9-1 it's not a killer salary you do have k upside in him but for me it's probably not the, the spot that i'm looking at uh, can we do a sale, Robbie Ray team? Because I think Robbie Ray bounces back here today against San Francisco. I think you know his last start was was a dog of a of a start for us. And uh, I don't have a oh I do have a line on this one now. Um, he is like minus two ten in this game. And I remember like that game, his last start. I think it was against San Diego. That um, that Vegas line did not look right. Like it looked like he you know he'd been dominant, and I think he was like minus one. Forty or something and I was like what uh and sure enough he gets smoked in that start but here against San Francisco uh I think he he bounces back big had 10ks against this team not that long ago um you know fine pitcher on the home on the at home or on the road and more than anything is you know I think he's gonna get major run support here Matt Moore's gonna have a tough time dealing with this uh, lineup Pollock Goldschmidt J.D. Ianetta, all these guys just crushing lefties. So uh, I think Robbie Ray's in a really good spot here today. So uh, I like him, but he's so pricey. It's going to be tough to make that work. You know, James Paxton first or second start now off the disabled list. I think he threw like seventy-eight pitches in that last seventy-three pitches in that last start. Gave you four strikeouts, but only went like under four innings. Um, I'd love to know what number we're sitting at there for him again. Seattle not really in the running for anything here. So do they really want to want to push their their young arm? Probably not. So uh, be a little bit cautious with him today. Uh, Alex Wood against Lamette for the Padres. Uh, really nice position for him here against this offense that certainly can, you know, go silent and, uh, you know, also has, you know, great bats behind him. Lamette pitching for... San Diego so one of their better pitchers on the mound but still a a rock solid you know minus like 240 favorite today uh but again mixed results here over the last couple of months last two starts he kind of got back in line uh against San Diego this season uh seven hits six innings four earned runs in the last start against this team did have an 8k two hits in seven innings start against San Diego as well this season and the uh First series of the season did not pitch very well, but I think he was on a pitch count, only pitched two innings that day. So um I'm fine with Alex Wood here. 9-7 uh on fantasy draft. Uh he's gonna be right around, let's see, 18-8. Like, I think he's probably my preferred SP two. Because I think you're probably doing too much damage on your bats if you're rolling Ray and Sale together. So I'm gonna say Sale and partner him up with Alex Wood, your GPP options are going to be Robbie Ray today. Uh, don't buy Annabelle Sanchez's last two starts, okay? He's terrible. Don't buy him. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't even think Parker Bridwell is like the worst play today against the Chicago White Sox. I mean, he's not a very good pitcher, but he's cheap and going against a bad team. So there's some upside there. Uh, Zach Davies has a one-off uh, for us in GPPs today. I don't play Josh Tomlin. Uh, Kevin Gossman kind of glossed over him today. I think he's a guy we got to look at too. This guy's he's been really strong you know, like this season. Impressed with how well he's bounced back. The K numbers super consistent. Now Pitt, Pittsburgh they strike out at a moderate rate, but just a ballpark upgrade for him as well. Uh, pitching out there in Pittsburgh, so give me some Kevin Gossman today at 82. He is in the in the fold. Um, Rays, Yankees. Eh, Blake Snell versus Jordan Montgomery. Both are cheap, that is for sure. Like, uh, they definitely are cheap. If I was going to go one route, it would be Jordan Montgomery today. If I was going to take one of those guys in the 6K range, it would be him. And uh, I don't love Geo today. I never play Geo, so 10-4, too expensive for me. All right, let's get to the bats here tonight. And uh, we like to run it position by position. Remember, fantasy draft, you don't have those requirements. It's infield, it's outfield, it's utility. That's what you got over there. So, um, But if you're playing, you know, other sites, you need a catcher, well, that's what we're going to help you out with. Uh, All right, we saw Jonathan Lucroy hit a home run yesterday. Again, Colorado, they didn't yield as many runs. You know, people were saying, Dan, you were acting like 50 degrees was like a blizzard or something. Well, it's cold this time of year, and you're going from like 80 to 50. That 50 feels a lot colder now than it does like in April. So uh, they only scored, what, four runs, five runs. So I'm going to say victory on... Weather playing a factor yesterday. Uh, but uh, options for us today at this position. I mean, Real Muto, I, I don't know. He's probably too expensive. But against Tyler Anderson, I really like him. 371 weighted OBA, 217 ISO for him versus lefties. And he gets to hit in Coors Field tonight. So if you can find value elsewhere, he's a guy that I like. James McCann, uh, yeah, gets a gets a lefty today. Only 3K. Uh high team total and game total in this one. 412 Loba versus Lefties against you know Vargas. Like, yeah, sign me up for that. Three K. Absolutely. I do love Washington stack today. So Matt Weaters is gonna make my list against Jake Thompson at uh, three point three K. I'm not sure he's a one off, but I think he's a guy that I'll want in my uh, stacks. Gaddis at three seven in a good ballpark versus Cole Hamels has just been pretty dreadful this entire season. Um, you know, we saw Houston put up some Big runs yesterday. That is a play that I can kind of get behind a little bit. Uh, let's see. A few other options for us at the catcher's position. Again, talked about Gaddis. Uh, I mean, Posey's cheap for a lefty and a good ballpark. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people aren't going to play Robbie Ray. So if you want to get him, you're going to do so at, what, 3,300 over there on DraftKings. Probably amounts to about 6K-ish over there on Fantasy Draft. Uh, Probably not doing it on Fantasy Draft because you don't have to, but he's a guy that uh, I I don't hate today. But if I'm paying up, I think Real Muto's probably going to be my option for me uh, there. All right, moving on to first base. And, oh, boy, you get the joy of chasing Miguel Cabrera once again. He gets Jason Vargas. Uh, He's 3,100 on FanDuel. He's 6K on Fantasy Draft, like... I'm a glutton for punishment. I am absolutely a glutton for punishment. And uh, Miggy has given it to me a whole lot this season. Um, (laughs) But I'll probably go back to it again, especially if you're paying up for starting pitching because it's just too cheap. Uh, Chris Davis could be uh, a nice pivot, though. He's, uh, what, 3,200 over on DraftKings. It's going to put him at about 64 over on Fantasy Draft and did hit – home run couple days ago has hits in four consecutive games which we certainly like so uh yeah Chris Davis he's on our list against Trevor Williams uh Chris Volstad's pitching for the White Sox um I thought he was out of the league uh I guess not so uh Anaheim you know they're they don't have much of a chance uh it's still I guess mathematically has a chance but it looks like Minnesota's probably going to get in but um and pretty cheap there at 2.7 today against him. 322 versus righties, 243 in the isolated power, so he works. Hopefully he played some Yonder Alonso yesterday, went deep. You know, uh, Seattle did score some runs. Wasn't really the big bats that did it. Mitch Hanniger, the double dong, but Yonder had one as well. He's 3,300, still pretty cheap there. Uh, obviously, any of the Cleveland bats versus Bartolo are going to be in in play today. It's just really not the, not the build to make them work because we've got – all this expensive pitching that we want to roster today. So uh, if you pay down at pitching, if you're rolling my guy Zach Davies today with uh, uh, Jordan Montgomery and you want to stack up Cleveland, go for it. You'll have a unique build, and it's not impossible to hit, especially if they absolutely hammer this guy, which uh, which wouldn't be shocking. Uh, I think that – I mean, Paul Goldschmidt may be one of the top plays in the entire slate today, but he's super pricey. But if you can make him work – uh, no problem there. Uh, Albert Pujols, thirty-three hundred. I don't love playing Pujols, but I kind of get it. But there you go. Those are our kind of value plays for us over at first. Let's uh, keep it rolling. Moving on to second base here today, and uh, the algorithm on Chris Taylor just doesn't like to, doesn't like this guy very much. Thirty-seven hundred still, and uh, he just keeps hitting. Uh, I had a double yesterday. 12 fantasy points. I mean, look at the game logs. You know, I had 1-0 for 4 two days ago, then had uh, 12, 3, 9, 18, 24, 3, 24. So if he's batting leadoff for a prolific offense and he's under 4K, you can sign me up for that one pretty much all day long. Uh, Kinsler against Vargas. Yes, I do like that one a good bit. Nice price tag on him, too, at 33 or around 66 over on fantasy draft. Uh, good to see DraftKings got the Seattle Salaries back, Canoes back at 4.4 today, so it's a bigger price tag to pay. Jason Kipnis, there's a fair price for us for Cleveland uh, against Bartolo, just 3900. Um and he's hitting the ball pretty well, hits in three straight games and uh yeah, like good spot for him against Bartolo. So sign me up for that. Love 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 me some Daniel Murphy today against Jake Thompson. it's just can I fit him in today for the price? Uh, probably can't in cash games, but I'll have a NAT stack today. I think they're an intriguing team to stack up, um, this Tuesday. Uh, all right, let's see. Uh, yeah, I think Kinsler and Taylor are kind of your cash game guys, um, out there for your lineups. They fit in terms of the price per dollar options. Jonathan VR, not a bad play either. You know, again, we've got, uh. What's, what's this guy's name again? I already I already forgot, but um, Deck. Deck is pitching. So if you want to take you know, some Milwaukee Brewers against Deck, uh, go for it. Uh, VR, not a bad price today. All right, moving on over to third base. And uh, looking at, again, trying to find some cheaper options for you. Back to the well of Detroit again with Castellanos against Jason Vargas. Uh, but what is Moustakas sitting now? Let me see if we can't find him. 4.2. Oh, yeah, they're juiced up. Kansas City's juiced up for a reason. The uh, high implied run total today, so Uh, 4.2. Probably too much, but uh, interesting stack nonetheless. Uh, Let's see. Matty Chapman against James Paxton. 353 Woba, 225 ISO versus lefties. Really cheap on draft, fantasy draft and DraftKings today, so he will fit the high pri- high-priced pitching build. Um, I'm I've been known to whisper this name before. I've been known to do this and get it right. I'm gonna whisper it again. Ready? Listen close. Todd Frazier. Todd Frazier. Okay, I whispered it. That's all you need to know. Could send one deep today. Hope I didn't scare anybody listening to this podcast. That was probably pretty scary. Uh, (laughs) So yeah, I like him today. Uh, Machado versus Trevor Williams, fine, but 4-6, too expensive for me today. Uh, Let's see, that's probably where I'm going today. Ryan Healy against Paxton, again, not a bad play against lefties either, but I think I gave you my third base option. Valbuena, definitely eligible at that position, a guy we need to look at. All right, moving on to shortstop, and uh, I'm seeing Estrubal Cabrera pop on all my projection models at shortstop. Ugh, throw up. But he's only 3K today in this matchup, um, which we certainly can endorse here today, going against R.A. Dickey. Let's go check the old BVP for the Mets against R.A. Dickey, see what they've got against the old knuckleballer today, and uh, Estrubal. Three homers and 26 at-bats, two doubles and a triple. That's six, count them, six extra base hits in 26 at-bats versus only three strikeouts, four walks. Oh, I think I just talked myself into Struble Cabrera tonight, boys and girls. Yikes. Uh, but good salary for us today, 3K on DraftKings, fantasy draft. I think he's probably around that 6K mark. Uh, yeah, they usually just double it and pretty much works. So 6K for him uh Correa love him versus Hamels today just pricey um 4,500 but he could send one deep against Hamels Hamels is just not good and he's been crushing lefties this year 440 Woba 375 average versus Southpaw so really like him today uh let's see man we got to find options because everybody's going to jump on the Estruble BVP too cheap train today so we got to find somebody for you um is Orlando Arcia? I always love that guy. Doesn't always get the playing time, but when he does, pretty decent. So uh, we'll see if he gets in the lineup today. Don't hate him um, against Deck McGuire. Uh, Paul DeYoung against Arietta probably not at 3-9 with that batting order spot. Simeon sent one deep yesterday. I don't hate it. You know, Paxton's a better pitcher. The price is so prohibitive at 4-2, so that's the problem there. Uh, obviously I love Trey Turner cause I'm on the nationals, but five, six, good luck. Oh man. There's not a lot, not a lot to pivot to here, boys and girls. So it's probably is Drupal. It's probably Carlos Correa and maybe we'll get lucky and Orlando Arcia can crack the lineup today. There you go. That's what I got for you at short. Move on to the outfield. And, uh, we've got uh, a handful of guys we can play today. Jose Urina's on the mound. He's not good versus lefties. Charlie Blackman's good versus pretty much everyone. 5-5 uh, is a big number over 10K over on Fantasy Draft. But if you can fit one big pricey guy in, he might be the guy you want to use. Actually, it's looking at that, I think Correa is like the tournament play today. Get off of his Druble, who will have like 50% ownership. Maybe not that high, but he'll have a lot. Um, and pay up at that position where people aren't going to want to pay up for it today. So there's your... Game theory advice of the day from Dan Bach. Uh, obviously, I love Arizona's bats on the pay down with starting pitching, so it's just a matter of whether or not that uh, is an option for you in your builds. Uh, anytime I can get Billy Hamilton for cheap under 4K, I pretty much play him, and he's 3800 on DraftKings, 75 on Fantasy Draft. You know, just the upside from stolen base is there um, every single game. Like if he gets on base, I feel like you got double digits coming to you. And I'll pay that price. So even though I kind of like Zach Davies, I, I don't mind Billy Hamilton today at the price that we're getting him at. Uh, Jay Bruce, just too cheap versus Bartolo. Feels like he should be like a 5K player, but he's 4,100. So he is in play today in that outfield. Um, Cargo's 4K. Eesh, maybe against Urena. It is a good ballpark. I don't think it's like a plug and play, but it's 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 there. It's, it's an option. He's not... If he was like 30 six then everybody would be on him at 4k people get a little bit leery of wanting to kind of cross that threshold uh chris taylor great option again we liked him in the infield we'll take him in the outfield as well uh oh yeah mike trout yeah if you didn't play mike trout versus james Shields yesterday oof um Eat some fish food, maybe. Uh, I didn't play yesterday, but if I did, that was going to be a lock and load. Uh, And today, though, against Chris Volstad, I think it's another endorsement. Get Mike Trout into your lineups. He's a really, really good player. Uh, Maybe Eric Thames against Deck can get going here. 4K is not a gimme price tag, but I don't mind it uh, if we can make it work. Cole Calhoun uh, leading off. Fair price tag as well in the mid-sixes over there on Fantasy Draft. Mid-threes over on DraftKings today uh let's see that's pretty much what I've got Chris Davis at 4k I mean big GPP upside but I'm probably not playing him versus Paxton uh cheap value on on Gregory Polanco today at 2800 like uh don't mind that little pricing play if you can manage it into your teams tonight and as Garcia's popping on some projection miles I never play that guy um, I don't think I'm going to start today, but I'm just going to pass along what I've noticed here. Um, I probably didn't talk enough about the Royals. Like, I mean, they've got a monster team total today. So Whit Merrifield, Lorenzo Cain, Melky Cabrera, even Salvador Perez. But they're all pricey. So at least the sites did a good job getting them priced up so you can't fit them in with, with uh, expensive pitch, expensive pitching. So uh, stack-wise, who do I like today? I like the Nationals. They are one of my... Favorite stacks today. The Indians, one of my favorite stacks today. The Brewers against Deck McGuire. Put them on your list. Because I learned the other day when I did this show, people take notes. It's kind of weird, but hey, take a note. These are the stacks I like. And uh, and then Arizona, again, really pricey, but they could explode today against Matt Moore. So uh, that's what I got for you today. Hopefully you enjoyed it. A uh, little industry talk, a little Monday, or Tuesday Night Baseball. And believe it or not, the lineup builds start already for this next week's happening on Thursday. Just a couple of days off, then we're right back into it, which is a lot of fun. An update on the Football Guys show: Austin Lee was the loser last week, so he takes a stroll down Loser's Lane, which is great because he's the most creative of the bunch. Uh, John and I, eh, you know, he's a scientist and I'm a radio guy. Uh, Austin, he's the guy who like worked for Pixar and you know was a film major, so he does. Cool and exciting stuff, not what like John and I. So that'll be Wednesday's show. Don't miss out on that. Nine Eastern, one of my favorite things that I get to do over at Roto Grinders with my good friends, John and Austin. And uh, be sure to subscribe to all of our podcasts The Morning Grind, Stevie and the Siege, five days a week. Uh, we've got the NFL uh, podcast feed as well, where all of our NFL podcasts are going to be over there. And believe it or not, NBA right around the corner. NHL starts October 4th. That's like week away like a week from tomorrow so we've got nhl premium and remember with the rg premium you get all the sports i know some sites do it per sport and then charge you like optimizer per sport it's just crazy talk if you ask me uh everything is included on our premium for a particular site so uh this is the time of year where you get like the greatest bang for your buck because you get nhl you get nba you get um, golf, which kicks back off in another week. Uh, you get NFL. You get all that on our, what, 30 buck a month uh, or $2.99 per year is what we're at for our, uh, our our annual subscription. So I'm telling you, like, by far the best deal you're going to find. And, and last thing I got to plug for you, too, Stevie's NASCAR package. He's got a deal for you for the final eight races of the year, and... I'm telling you, there's a reason like everybody who plays NASCAR subscribes to that because it's the best information I think you're gonna find. Uh, he does an amazing job, uh, and you know what? Make sure if you're not a sub already, give it a try. I think you'll enjoy it, and uh, and he does an awesome job with that content. But I gotta get out of here. I'll be back on Sirius uh, today at one, so that's like three hours. So hopefully, you'll listen to this podcast early. Otherwise, you can catch us 1 to 2 Eastern uh, Monday through Friday uh, over on the old satellite radio. Grinders Live back tonight, same schedule as usual. And uh, and thanks again to you for listening and being a part of what we do here at Rotor Grinders. Uh, greatly appreciate it. But uh, I'm out. Have yourself a great Tuesday night, and we will see you. Pros
0: do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it.